Good morning and welcome to the Agape Methodist Church Daily Devotion Podcast. Today we will review what we learned during the week. I will also lead you in some of the prayers so that you can remember how to pray and do it yourself. And then I'll end with the last of the Beatitudes about persecution. On Monday we learned about how Jesus chose his followers. He chose four rather unimpressive persons. Peter was an unreliable man, quick to talk, but often promising more than he could deliver. He thought too highly of himself and then discovered how weak he really was. But Jesus changed his name even before Peter's character had changed. Jesus called him Cephas the Rock, as he saw that this flaky man would one day be strong. Jesus saw that Peter could be what Peter could be while Peter was still an unreliable person. Then there was John, the son of thunder, a violent, angry man. And Jesus called him and gradually turned him into the most loving of his followers. In fact, it is said that John's last words before he died were, Brothers, let us love one another, for love belongs to God. Every person who chose to follow Jesus, he transformed them. And the qualification for following Jesus a realization that we have nothing to lose if we let God have his way in our lives. On Tuesday, we learned that the kingdom of God is not a country. It is God's rule in our hearts. When we let God rule in us, God will work wonderful things through us. Even someone who has committed a despicable act will see God working unbelievable miracles through the life. Our challenge is whether we will let God make our lives count. From Wednesday to Saturday, we learned the Beatitudes. The first three Beatitudes display how much God cares for the most helpless, the poor in spirit, who realize that they have nothing good to offer in themselves because they know that only when God rules in their hearts will they be of any use. But when they let God rule, they become blessings to others. The ones who grieve are often forgotten by others, but God looks out for them and will comfort them. The meek are those who will not assert their rights or power to hurt others, but to take advantage of others. Many people will call them losers because they will not fight for their rights, but God will use them to bless others and in an atmosphere of love will bless many through them. Thursday, we learn how God values those who long for a kind and just and good and compassionate world. And God will honour these people. These are all ordinary people who are angry, disappointed at the injustices and the unkindness in their world and long for God to do something about it. God promises that they will see their longings fulfilled. Blessed those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. And the church must be the place where we gather everyone with such longings to encourage each other that God can bring the goodness through us. And the church then must look beyond the superficial, beyond what they seem to be, whether they are doctors or teachers or beggars or foreign workers or drug addicts or homosexuals, whatever they may look like. The church must see what God sees 
deep into their hearts and their longing for God's goodness to come. The church then can encourage each other that God will bring that goodness through us. And then yesterday we learned about the pure in heart, the ones who really want to know God. The good news is that God wants to let us know Him. What are some of the ways we can talk to God? You see, because God looks more to the heart than listen to mere words, there is no special way to talk to God, no special prayers and all that. All it takes to talk to God is a sincere heart. So we start the day by first being quiet before God. This will be the time when you hand over all your burdens to God, to Jesus, even before the day starts. Now then, be still and shut your eyes and imagine Jesus standing in front of you, arms outstretched, saying to you, pass me all your worries, pass me every burden that you have. So you bring your day's concerns to Jesus. You might want to bring your anxiety over your exams, your anxieties over your children's exams, or the work worries that lie before you. What are some of the things that you're most worried about? Imagine you gathering each of these worries and then placing them at Jesus' feet. Okay, some, so you can pause this re recording and just take some time to think about this. What are the worries that you have for the day? And then drop them Jesus' feet. You may want to pray then as you do so. Say, Lord, have this, have this problem, please. Take care of it. When you're done, you next read a passage from the Bible. You may follow the Bible, daily Bible passages, what we're doing now in Matthew. Ask God to help you know Him better when you read and think about the passage. Then try to remember what you have read. If it is a scene, picture the scene in your mind. For example, when you read about Jesus choosing His disciples, think about Peter, who keeps telling Jesus how brave he is only to deny knowing Jesus later on. And then think of the scene when even as Jesus tells him that he will deny Jesus, Jesus still gives him a new name, Cephas, which means the rock. Or you could think of the violent man, John, who becomes the most loving man in the Bible. And then you look at your life. What are your weaknesses? What are the things that drag you down? And then ask God to change you a little each day. Throughout the day, think about how God can change different parts of your behaviour and your life. Keep talking to God and asking Him to transform your life. Now that's the start of the day. Now as you go about your work, continue to ask God to rule in your heart. And then throughout the day, learn to keep talking to God as much as you can remember. There's no routine to it. Some do it every hour. A friend of mine sets an alarm so that every hour he pauses for a few minutes to pray. I don't do that. I just pray as I go along. 
keep a conversation with God um, as I go about my day. You could do it different ways. So for example, if someone annoys you, ask God to help you to love that person or to help you to be a peacemaker. When you face a difficult situation, tell God how helpless you are and how you need His help. And then throughout the day, as you see different people, you could also ask God to help you to show mercy to the various people, whether it's the people who come to you for help, whether it's someone who got the punishment that he deserved, and you say, God, help me to show mercy to this person and not to gloat over his failures. Throughout the day, you could ask God to teach you to love your neighbours and your enemies. So at the end of the day, just before you sleep, you may want to be quiet for a few minutes and then ask God to remind you of all the blessings you received that day. Begin with the start of the day, in the morning when you woke up and you were praying and handing your burdens to God. Did Jesus take over your burdens? Which ones did he take? And then you think of the time when you started reading the Bible. Did, did you gain any extra insights into who God is and how much God loves you? Did someone say a kind word to you? Or maybe on the bus someone offered you her seat or you offered someone your seat. And so you continue thinking of the day like this. And each time you think of a blessing, just say, Thank you, Lord either out loud or in your heart. Then you can sleep happily knowing that God was blessing you, making you a blessing throughout the day. Remember, you don't have to push yourself very hard. Enjoy yourself. This is a friendship, friendship with God. And then as you grow along, you may end up longing more and more for God and you will pray more and more. So now we look at the last beatitude, Matthew chapter 5, verse 10 to 12. Let's pray. Father, as each of us reads this passage and as we reflect now, or we reflect throughout the day as well, help us to understand you more and more. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Blessed are those who persecuted, who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. You know it takes a lot of courage to take the Beatitudes to heart. When you try to be meek and merciful and refuse to take advantage of another, those closest to you will call you weak or a loser. People will often wonder why you don't fight back or insist on your rights. Sadly, it will often be the persons closest to you who will not understand. When you choose to be merciful, they will be upset with you for spoiling market or letting them down. During the time when the Americans kept slaves, any slave owner who treated their slaves well or worse let their slaves go or hated by their neighbours, <clears throat> many of whom were previously their good friends. You will often discover to your great disapp disappointment and discouragement <clears throat> that when you show mercy to someone whom others consider undeserving, 
or when you want to be fair and just a person whom others consider an enemy, the people you respect the most may be the ones who will hate you and pressure you to not do so, and you will feel very pressured to give in. If you continue to let Christ and your conscience guide you, they may even accuse you of many false things. This passage tells us to be prepared for such rejection from those closest to you or whom you thought were on your side. Verse 12 mentions prophets. These ancient prophets came from among their own people, and the ones who were most cruel were their own friends and neighbours and religious leaders. When you choose justice and mercy, you will need to brace yourself for rejection and opposition to come. And at such times, turn to Jesus for comfort, because he says that those who mourn will be comforted. In closing, I'd like to sing this very much love song, What we a Friend We Have in Jesus. forsake thee, take it to the Lord in prayer, in his arms who take and shield thee, thou wilt find a solace there. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, you teach us how to live. You teach us how to long for a kinder and loving, more loving world, a kinder and more just church. 
And God, you call us to let your kingdom rule in our lives. And then, Lord, you teach us to be the ones who will bring righteousness and goodness and mercy into the world. Give us courage, Lord, that when we stand for you, give us courage when we choose to be merciful, when we choose to be peacemakers, when we choose to be meek. Father, help us when we make these choices in our lives. And then as we face opposition and rejection, even from people whom we love, people who are our friends, people we respected, that God, you will give us courage. And at these times, Lord, cause us to run to you, to pray, knowing that you will be our solace and our comfort. We pray then, Lord, that each day you will grant us the courage to live for you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I hope to see you all tomorrow. Um, you could follow us on the web, on the live streaming, or you could come to church and worship together with us. The extra benefit of coming and joining us in church is that we will take, we will be having Holy Communion again. And Holy Communion is a time when we remember how Jesus loved us, even when we were the most sinful, terrible people. Jesus, instead of punishing us, had mercy on us and he sacrificed his life for us. And so as we take the Holy Communion, remember that we have life because Jesus exchanged his life for ours. Hope to see you tomorrow then. Have a good Saturday. God bless you.